Hello listeners and welcome back to another super simple podcast. I am your host Alex and things are starting to heat up on these episodes as I venture away from horror film reviews in the last episode and the one before and decided to take a look at the future of the DCEU and today I'm obviously going to turn the other cheek and do the opposite. Let's talk about Zack Snyder's Watchmen film. So the movie released, it's like I'm just playing... Um, I'm going to talk about the MCU slash Disney plus phase four saga. If at any point you like this podcast, don't forget to head over to the social media in the top right corners of this page and click on those buttons to be taken to my Twitter and Instagram. And if you're here from Facebook, you already know the Facebook link, but if not, it is facebook.com slash super simple podcast and simple is spelt with a Y as in yo-yo. Alright gang, let's get into the meat of this one by first taking a look at the first show in the timeline since the snap, WandaVision. Right off the bat, I just want to say this show was simply fantastic. If you haven't seen it yet, I highly recommend you do because this show, along with the others on Disney+, Plus, are just absolutely visually stunning. And the use of colors and atmosphere and storytelling is so on point with showing fans just how different this phase will be compared to the previous ones. But the show follows Wanda Maximoff after the events of Endgame, where she has lost vision for good and all that after losing her brother Petro, aka Quicksilver, in Avengers Age of Ultron. So I'm gonna say this now. Spoiler alert. There are massive spoilers for WandaVision and the Falcon and Winter Soldier in this, but I don't think there's massive spoilers for Loki. But just in case you haven't seen any of them, I recommend cutting this off if you want to, because we're going into spoiler minefield here. Um, so after realizing that Vision was gone for good, because not only did Thanos remove the Infinity Stone, but a government organization called S.W.O.R.D. has taken and disassembled Vision in hopes that he can't be brought back and used as a weapon against the U.S. Wanda then travels to a small town of Westview, New Jersey, and has forced all of its inhabitants to basically become her slaves and live out life in the town as she wants them to, usually based off of an old era sitcom that she watched as a child in Sokovia, like Malcolm in the Middle, The Brady Bunch, and I Love Lucy. Um, the show has a fantastic cast as Paul Bettany returns to the role of the Vision, and after Wanda uses her magic to restore him inside her hex... Uh, we are also introduced to uh, American Horror Stories' Evan Peters reprising his role from the X-Men franchise as this show's version of Quicksilver. But again, that all turned out to be a big joke, so Marvel could say the word boner, and I was so mad I about combusted in my chair. The most immature shit. But Wanda also has two children in this world, and they are obviously Billy and Tommy, who in the Marvel comics are Wiccan and Speed. Wiccan basically has Wanda's abilities while Speed shares Pietro's uh, super speed. And a lot of the stuff goes down in this show uh, that eventually all leads into the reveal that Wanda is actually the real villain of the show, having caused an entire town relentless pain and Wanda's abilities were being harnessed by a woman named Agatha Harkness, who in the comic books is an association of Marvel's version of the devil himself, Mephisto. There was so many theories during this show's runtime that Mephisto was the big bad, but that turned out to be false. And I've read theories about why people think he was behind the Falcon series and Loki, and that's just complete bullshit. Like, obviously a lot of it is like meme culture bringing this to life, but 
I've read some actual theories where people think that Mephisto was behind Loki simply because of the um, like stained glass painting in the church at the beginning, but they weren't saying that was Mephisto. The kid was saying that like because of the horns, that whoever attacked him looked like the devil, and it was a variant of Loki, not Mephisto. Um, I do believe, however, that he is coming to the MCU, but that he's not going to get like a blatant shout-out. They're not going to just flat-out like dramatically introduce Mephisto. He's just going to show up, and we're going to be like, who the hell is this guy? And bam. And obviously, they can't really do Mephisto without referencing to Ghost Rider, who is Mephisto's like bounty hunter, technically. So that would I feel like that's coming way down the line, and it, it won't be any time in the next couple years. Uh, and again, I, like I don't know. I, I mean, yes, I think he would be a scary villain for these movies. Maybe he could be in like Doctor Strange, since they're calling that a Marvel, the first Marvel horror film. Maybe they will just say screw it and bring him in. I don't know. That would be. That would be pretty sick. Um, but by the end of uh, WandaVision, Wanda is revealed to be an ancient witch named the Scarlet Witch, who is said to be the most powerful witch in existence, and she will destroy reality because power corrupts, essentially. <clears throat> and man, this w- what's so great about WandaVision, I'm going to like throw in one more tidbit. What's so great about WandaVision, it was it was like the first thing we got since Endgame. So during that first episode, man, when that intro hits and you hear that Marvel fanfare playing and the comic book scrolling on the screen, I about pissed myself. And by the end of it, you you just hurt. Like I don't care if you're a man or a woman, a child, a fucking animal it doesn't matter it hurts watching wanda lose everything and then finally like giving in to the fact that vision is gone and of course obviously by the end of that show you know that like vision's not technically gone because they bring in white vision but in like the comic books he's just the evil kind of the evil version of vision that doesn't have the ability to feel so he doesn't know that, <clears throat> God, I'm so sorry. I don't know what's going on. But he doesn't know that uh, he loves Wanda because he can't feel the love that she has for him as well as his children. But it's Marvel, so they'll end up, he'll come back in Armor Wars or something and be like, yeah, I'm the real Vision and I love you, Wanda. And it'll just, that was actually not that bad. Uh, it'll, it'll just fly. <clears throat> I'm going to take a sip of my drink so I'm not dying over here. It's like a fucking gargling nail. Some nice ASMR for you. Figured you'd like that. <clears throat> so after one after WandaVision, we are given the Falcon and Winter Soldier. And honestly, this was my favorite show that they did up until Loki. But this is a hard... A hard contender for the best like Marvel TV show so far and it's not because I'm I'm just a huge cap fan but I was also really happy to see Sam Wilson was getting the shield 
But this show also takes place after the events of Endgame, and we see that Sam has actually rejected the shield due to the legacy behind it and the responsibility that comes with being Captain America. The U.S. government, again making poor decisions, <clears throat> decides to elect their own Captain America in the form of uh, John Walker, who is a retired military man and decorated war hero. It quickly becomes apparent that John is not Steve, as he is much more bossy and ruthless in terms of handling criminals, and he has also uh, been very shown to be very careless and has a very get-the-job-done-no-matter-what attitude. He is given a sidekick in the form of Battlestar, and he isn't terrible but doesn't really do much to establish himself before, again, spoiler alert, being killed, accidentally, quote-unquote, killed by Carly Morgenthau and the Flag Smashers, who are a rebel group, whose whole motive is to change the world back to how it is before the blip brought people back in Endgame and caused resources and housing to plummet due to lack of room for all the people. Uh, Carly isn't a bad person necessarily in the show. She just goes about getting her message across the wrong way. And after some convincing from Sam, she almost is convinced to just uh, straight up double the resources, which no shit. Um, but she wants to double she agrees to double the resources so that these people can also have their lives back without being alienated. And the whole thing is ruined, of course, by John leading not only to Lamar, aka Battlestar's death, but John getting and taking some of the super soldier serum. Now, if you've seen the first Captain America, you remember the doctor saying that it turns uh good, great, and bad worse. So Steve was a was great and John was bad. So the super soldier serum made him terrible. Um but Sam after some convincing from Bucky decides to finally take the mantle of Captain America and make his spectacular debut in the final episode, taking down the Flag Smashers once and for all. And again when you talk about visuals, the whole introduction to our new Captain America gave me chills because the colors, the sound, what you're seeing, it almost felt like watching Captain America again for the first time and being introduced to Captain America. It was fantastic. Um, but earlier in the show, there is a brawl between John, Bucky, and Sam, and during the final episode... John decides that saving people is more important than stopping the bad guy and drops his shitty homemade cap shield. And because he's a super soldier, he stops a falling truck from falling off the edge of a building. So in the end, I was actually happy with the turnout because John ends up being U.S. agent and Sam is now Captain America, leaving Bucky to presumably take the mantle of the White Wolf um, as his years of being the Winter Soldier are now over, not to mention... I'm pretty positive that they are setting up the Dark Avengers, and I did read something years and years ago when Phase 4 was like being teased and wasn't a reality yet, that Marvel was talking of that being the next big uh, Avengers after what was originally Infinity War 2. Uh, but I also read somewhere that they might call it Avengers X, and it was like slated to drop like 2025 when I read it like four years ago, maybe. So I don't even know if that's true or not, but if that like quote unquote leak ended up being real, that would be trippy as shit. 
Um, but finally, so far, we have the last of the Disney Plus Phase 4 TV series that is currently out, and this is motherfucking Loki. Uh, this is definitely number one, in my opinion, when it comes to Disney showing off those visuals and that big ball energy, because this show is ridiculous. The soundtrack is amazing. The acting is great. The jokes are hilarious. The The fighting is interesting. It's just all around an incredible, incredible project. Um, but this show follows Loki as he travels through time and deals with the TVA, which is uh, it stands for the Time Variant Association or Authority or something. My bad. And tries to right the wrongs from his past after fleeing during the events of Endgame when during the Battle of New York from Avengers 1, he steals the Tesseract from the Avengers and disappears when they do the whole time high shit. And he creates a new timeline um, where he never lives out the events of Thor the Dark World or Ragnarok or Endgame or anything like that. And he slowly starts to be uh, revealed his fate, though, because they show him different videos and files of the TVA that show <clears throat> the destruction of Asgard and the death of the people and his death as well. And that's it's a very emotional scene because Loki watches himself die as whole, or, uh, Thor struggles to like help, and it's so sad. Um, and he eventually has to stop a variant of himself known as Sylvie, who I think was all around originally set up to be Lady Loki, but now it seems that when she returns later, she's just going to be Marvel's version of Enchantress because her ability is to enchant people, and she doesn't like being called Loki. And they say, I noticed they say the word Enchantress or Enchantment a lot in this show, so it's not just coincidence. It is revealed throughout the show... Uh, which final episode actually aired not too long ago from the day I'm recording this podcast. So I don't want to do uh, an episode, or I don't want to talk about the final episode of Loki, nor do I want to go balls deep into it. Because again, there's a lot of people that haven't seen these yet. And like, maybe if you just don't care, you would listen to this podcast, but... I feel like Loki is one that you need to sit down and watch, even if you don't want to watch the previous ones, because this one is huge, and it reveals the next MCU villain, and this show is just a big deal. I'm serious. It's a real big deal. Um, so I might do a review of the final episode like a month from now. I'll do like an entire Loki film series review, maybe, or a TV show series review. I don't know yet. We'll figure it out as we go along. Um, but yeah, it is revealed throughout the show uh, that the TVA is made up and that the people that weren't, or the people there weren't created by the timekeepers, but are actually variants themselves stolen from different timelines and having their memories erased. We are introduced to a lot of different Lokis throughout the show, as well as hints to Kang the Conqueror, as well as Blade, and variants of other heroes and villains, one for instance being Thanos, whose legendary Thanos copter was seen in episode 5 of Loki trapped in the Void. The Void is explained as a place where time doesn't exist because it's technically at the end of time itself. 
It is also revealed that Loki isn't actually a bad person and does what he does just mainly for attention because he's been treated as an outcast, but that every Loki in every timeline and every variation is meant to fail, and they are basically a laughing stock of the universe, and they all die in some way, shape, or form, and a lot of them uh, die at the hands of Thanos, which is just, that's scary as hell. Like, Thanos was so scary that he was still a threat to other Lokis and other timelines. Um, but they, they do feature the classic comic Loki from like the first, uh, Avengers comic book. And it's revealed by him in episode five that he actually was one of the very few to escape Thanos, but it cost like him losing everything. And it, Essentially, you get the feeling that it just wasn't worth the sacrifice, pretty much. Um, yeah, but he, of course, he's his god of mischief in his universe, and I was really upset because if he's the god of mischief in his universe and he's the classic Loki, that means the classic Avengers exist, and that's his version of the Avengers, as well as, like, the spandex-wearing Thanos. So I really would have liked for them to show him escaping that death and you actually see the cheesy old ass Thanos with the cheesy Thor with the metal helmet and blonde hair. That would have been fan freaking tastic. Um, but yeah, again, I don't want to do the final episode. There's only six episodes, so I don't want to jump too into depth about it for people who want to watch Loki and can't. So I'm just going to end Loki right there. Um, but so far, that is all the Phase 4 series uh, leading up to Shang-Chi, soon to be released this year, followed by Spider-Man No Way Home dropping this Christmas. And then afterwards, we'll be treated to Doctor Strange and the Multiverse of Madness. And you may be thinking, what about Black Widow? And yes, Black Widow is out now, but I haven't seen it, nor does it further progress the MCU after Phase 4, except for the after credit scene, and it's only there to explain Black Widow's backstory and set up the passing of the mantle, who will presumably be a part of the Dark Avengers if that does indeed happen. We also have much more MCU films to look forward to in this phase, such as The Eternals and sequels to Captain Marvel, Black Panther, Ant-Man, and Thor, as well as Disney Plus series like She-Hulk, Miss Marvel, Hawkeye, Moon Knight, and I'm sure a lot more. Like What If, Armor Wars, there's a whole lot coming on here soon. Um... We are also getting a couple other things like Secret Invasion, which I still don't know if that's going to be like a live action Disney Plus show or not. I guess we'll just have to wait and see. But I'm not sure if all of these uh, are going to be live action. A lot of them could be animated. I really don't know. I'd have to do some more research. I think Armor Wars is going to be live action, though. But... Again, if you like this podcast, be sure to follow my social media because that's where I post updates on future podcast topics and release dates, which I'm now sticking to a Monday, Wednesday, Friday, 9 p.m. Eastern Coastal release just to be more consistent with my content. And I am going to be doing a couple game reviews here soon because... Uh, how it's set up on the website I'm I'm using is they do it as seasons so I can like better section everything off. 
So I'm going to end up wrapping season one after like six or seven more episodes. And then that'll be the end of it. I'll take like a small three week break so that I can learn, uh, how to edit a little bit more video wise and I can come up with a lot more topics and then I might do a season two of the podcast and then we're moving on to just straight uh, going to YouTube making YouTube content and I might still do like a side podcast I haven't made up my mind yet but the YouTube content's going to consist of all kinds of stuff there's going to be Dungeons and Dragons campaigns game reviews movie reviews uh, me and my buddies just sitting down, messing around a little bit. Um, I'm going to get into streaming eventually. We're going to do some horror video streams and stuff like that because I'm really excited about it. We're going to play some Dead by Daylight once I get all that figured out. So it's going to be fantastic. I'm really, really excited for the future of this podcast and the future of my content in general. And I'm really glad that there's actually people listening to this podcast because, again... I didn't strive to make something that everybody and their mama was going to click on and like. Uh, This is actually like a really good medium for me because I, I, I like, I suffer a little bit with depression, well, a lot with depression, but a little bit with like loneliness and doing a podcast really, really helps and connection with other people really, really, really helps. So... So far, I've only been doing this for like two, maybe three weeks, and I've been honestly kind of blessed because I'm getting actual feedback, and that makes me really, really happy, and I couldn't thank you guys enough. You guys are beautiful. Um, But yeah, uh, as always, I'm the host. My name is Alex, and I thank you so much for clicking on this podcast and giving me a listen. You absolutely rock. I love you people so much. You people make the world go round for me, and even if there's a select few of you, you're, you're absolutely amazing, and I thank you so much. But as always, have a good night, people.